is a battle going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America Can We Talk with Debbie George Addis. On America Can We Talk, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America Can We Talk starts now. Good evening and welcome. I'm Debbie George Addis. Welcome to my show and to tonight's First Five. And even before that, I want to thank the sponsor of this show, I am so very grateful for GC Works. GC Works is a Dallas-based company that performs research in advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry. Could not do the show without them. GC Works, thank you so much. Okay, so tonight's first five. First of all, Happy New Year's Eve, and um, I hope that you are um, have a fun plan, which uh, often, in our case, involves relaxing at home with a good movie. But whatever you're doing, be careful uh, and, and just have a great evening and, and be very, very careful. Okay, well, I have an idea for the show tonight, which was New Year's resolutions for America. And they're really, specifically, New Year's resolutions for patriots and politicians for 2018. What we need to do to get America back on tra- track and to resolve to commit to doing and so, and I, I want to say the other kind of overarching theme is that we need to, that the big picture theme, what we need to do in America is a recommitment to the idea that truth exists. It must be sought and pursued and honored. Truth exists and it matters that truth exists. And we have lost this in the every single issue, every policy issue, every discussion, so many contexts are always boiling down to, well, they think this, we think that, but there are many, many facts that matter. So reintroducing the idea of truth to America, here's my list, and we're going to go through these tonight. Uh, Reintroducing the truth about America to America, again, what America is, what real patriotism is. We have to recommit in 2018 to change the immigration system and the refugee policy to reassert the notion that our policies must be directed to, our policies must be have as a primary goal to preserve the culture of liberty in America, to preserve the founding nature of America. We need to continue to reassert American sovereignty. We need to recommit to defend the ideas of free markets and capitalism, tell the truth about socialism and its evil, ugly stepsister, communism. Tell that truth in the public square. Call out socialism in the many, many ways it is pervading and invading America's culture. Root out the rot of the deep state. We have so many things to talk about that night, that tonight. Restore our institutions and rules of law and the rule of law as a norm. The Mueller investigation, many other examples of the notion we need to reinvigorate the American institutions that make America special and important and great. We need to reassert that American culture, that families matter, that race relations must be openly talked about and improved. We must address the issues about marriage, that concerning marriage. We have to address the issues more openly and directly about in race relations, about this whole ongoing attack on Caucasian Americans, this whiteness business. We need to talk about the rule of law and Kate Steinle and sanctuary cities, We need to, our actual resolutions need to be to recommit to the ideas of America. And if we don't do that, we're not going to have America. It matters if we can talk about the rule of law in America and insist not just as an abstract concept, but that it exists. And one reason I got off on this is there was actually a poll recently and it was entitled, the article about it, and you'll see it on our website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org, A Tale of Two Patriotisms. And 
when they talk about there were polled uh, conservatives and liberals or whatever you want to call it, Republicans and Democrats. I want to read you some of these astonishing, astonishing findings. Um, one of them was that by 54 to 39 percent, Americans agreed. So the majority, 54 percent of Americans agreed things are so divided in America these days, it is no longer possible to bring the nation together. And I'm calling hogwash on that. Of course, we can bring this nation together. But to bring America together, we have to recommit to truth. Truth exists. We need to insist on it. We need to call out lies when they are lies. And we need to recognize that we cannot unify around division. It is an impossibility, a scientific certainty, impossibility to have, you know, hyphenated America and somehow find a way to unify but we do have ways to unify when we unify around the higher, better, more noble ideas that are about they're based in America. So we're going to talk tonight about reintroducing truth, actually fixing the immigration system in major ways, committing as a New Year's resolution. We're going to fix this system, and we're going to talk about what's, how, how deeply socialism has pervaded the American political culture, the expectations not just of young people but people all around this country, we're going to talk about our institutions. We're really going to, I would say, a primary thing I want to talk about tonight is just reasserting patriotism as a real, important, fundamental thing. It has meaning. It has definition. It does matter. What patriotism means to the American people matters. And patriotic, being patri- patriotic is not ignorant and stupid, as the left tries to claim. It is when you're patriotic in the right way, what you are patriotic about and loyal to is all is are all the founding ideas of America. Our ability to be patriotic is contingent on our ability to remember again what America is and means, what it was founded on, who we are as a nation, and we're going to talk about that tonight. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. This is America. Can we talk? Don't go away. Attention Ronald Reagan fans. What is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. 
The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties. And in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. Do you know that one in nearly five United States residents lives in an immigrant household? That we take in more than one million new legal immigrants every year? Studying the impact of federal immigration program is the mission of the Center for Immigration Studies, the nation's only think tank looking at the broad national effect of immigration policy. Whether it's on crime, welfare, national security, or the job market, CIS digs out information about immigration from government sources, translates it into English, and makes it available to the public, the news media, and policymakers in Washington. Check out its work at CIS.org. CIS makes the case for better enforcement against illegal immigration and lower levels of legal immigration in the future. Most other special interest groups pursue the opposite. The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org. Let me tell you about the group Vice President Mike Pence called the most effective grassroots pro-life organization in America. It's the Susan B. Anthony List, and they're the ones who are on Capitol Hill right now, day in, day out, to fight back against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Every day in our nation, abortion takes more than 2,000 innocent lives, almost two every single minute of every single day. And Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion business in the country, committing one-third of all abortions. It's an unspeakable tragedy and a stain upon our nation and our humanity. And it's up to us to do something about it. This is your opportunity to join the team that's leading the charge to end abortion. Go to sba-list.org or Google Susan B. Anthony List now to learn more and start saving lives today. Can you hear us now? And welcome back to America Can We Talk. And I'm just very excited. First of all, again, Happy New Year's Eve. Be safe, be careful, be smart. Okay, so what I want to talk about is tonight, it's just a great opportunity because everyone's making New Year's resolutions. And, you know, a lot of Americans have the same one, you know, be more organized, get up early, exercise more often, lose weight, Stop eating sweets, whatever it is, you know, a bunch of things that we commit every year. One of mine, actually, almost every year is to be better about remembering people's names. And I, you know, I, I know I'm at events where you meet a bunch of people and I mean, other people come up to you and say, I'm so sorry. No, we've met. What was your name again? But, you know, it's, it's a habit. And I'm trying, I, you read some of those habit things about how to be better about names. I'm going to try to do that, you know, because I think it is, it's just a personal kindness. People appreciate it. And um, so anyway, but. 
I want to talk tonight about the New Year's resolutions for politicians and patriots, people who love America, because there are a lot of things in America that need fixing, and we have to say them openly and address them openly. And I'm going to get to immigration as the first issue. But before I do that, I want to talk a little more about this uh, very large poll that was taken. And actually, it's the way it's being described as a tale of two patriotisms, because most people define themselves, almost 60% of Americans, they have you know, liberals and conservatives or whatever the spectrum is in, in politics, nearly 60%, 59% of people characterize themselves as extremely or very, very patriotic. So most people think they are patriotic. Only 22% of Americans surveyed said they strongly agree that they would feel safe wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Now, okay, I'm sorry, but the idea that you cannot wear a hat with a slogan of the sitting president uh, and, because you wouldn't feel safe is a sign we're off track. But, but I, that's, just, that's just one little thing. But the, the really um, important uh, things that came out of this I want to try to hit on tonight. Um, one was that um, 18% of liberals, so you're getting up to almost uh, 20%, would prefer to live in another country. That's one out of five almost one out of five, would prefer to live in another country. Uh, only 5% of conservatives said that. But you know what's an interesting thing, and it will be a leapfrog into the discussion about immigration. Our New Year's resolution was just to fix the immigration system in a way that puts the priorities and the concerns of American people first, and that is this. Liberals, liberals in, in this polling, were 20 points less likely to consider citizenship personally very meaningful. So, you know, or put the other way, conservatives are 20% more likely, 20 points higher, more likely to say that the idea of citizenship matters. To say what citizenship is matters. Okay, that that was a really good one. Another similar one on patriotism, which we're going to talk about too. In fact, I'll probably do patriotism first and then immigration. On this patriotism one, they um, they had liberals were 30 points less likely than conservatives to attach meaning to the American flag. I mean, I know it's just a fabric. I mean, every flag is made of fabric or whatever it's made of. But the concept of the flag as the unifying symbol of the country, the symbol of America, conservatives, 30 points more likely to agree that the flag has, it has important meaning. The Pledge of Allegiance Conservatives, 33% more likely to say, 33 points higher on attaching meaning to the Pledge of Allegiance. On the National Anthem, conservatives, 36 points higher than the liberals to say the National Anthem. They attach important meaning to the National Anthem and to the Bible. They had conservatives, 38% more likely to say the Bible actually matters than liberals saying it matters. So across the board, Conservatives think, are more likely to say, and and by significant numbers, more likely to say they agree that citizenship matters, the American flag, the attached meaning, the Pledge of Allegiance, and the Bible. And obviously the opposite is true, that liberals think all those things, they matter much less to liberals. And I was thinking about what that signifies about America, because I told you that the opening shot of this poll was that, you know, by 54 points, by 54% to 39, respondents to this poll said basically things are so divided it's no longer possible to bring the nation together. 
I want to first talk about the idea of patriotism because that word has been reamed by the American left, reamed by the media, and, and, and people who are patriotic are depicted as these, you know, driving around in a broken down pickup truck with, you know, two teeth in their mouth and uh, 17 guns in the back, and they're ignorant people and they only finish fourth grade, and that people who are deeply patriotic are like those kind of people. They are profoundly ignorant, uneducated fools. This is how the American left and the American media depicts ardently patriotic people. And, you know, okay, this is, but it's important to recognize that the left's pounding on patriotism, the pounding on people who love America, the pounding on the concept of America has had consequences. It's actually turned out it matters that patriotism is knocked as kind of the realm or the the home of the ignorant. And this is the number one, you know, in my New Year's resolutions for patriots and politicians in 2018 to reassert the right idea of patriotism. Patriotism, love of America, does not mean that you are saying that America is perfect. It does not mean that you're saying that there has never been a mistake made by the American military, by the American government, by the, the country as, as, a, as a whole. You're not saying that everything in America's history was perfect. Obviously, at the time of the formation of our country, profound as that formation was, vital to human history as that was, profound that a, a country got based on the idea of rights from God, as it says in the Declaration of Independence, rights to man from God that simply are ours because we were born. And the purpose of a country, of a government, is to protect those rights. That was a radical idea. That's a fabulous radical idea. And every liberal goofball mouthing off and saying I have rights and I I have rights and I can say that whatever I want, I can do what I want, they are taking advantage of, they are using the rights that were created in our founding. So patriotism is the love of the ideas of America, not the love of every single political character, not the love of every event in American history, not claiming America is perfect, but real patriotism is the love of the founding ideas of America. And so if we have steered off the path of those founding ideas, which of course we had, we still had slavery when the country was formed. Women couldn't vote when the country was formed. We self-corrected. We fixed those things in this country as we strive and strive and strive through the decades and the centuries to improve our demonstration of, our proof of, our embellishment of those founding ideas of America. The patriotism, loyalty to the ideas of America's founding is the realm of the most intelligent, the most insightful, the most significant thinkers in this country. If you are an America basher, as many in the left are, don't brag and don't be claiming that you are part of the more elite who understands better than the fools. Only a fool would reject. Only a fool would mock the founding ideas of America. That's what patriotism is. So reasserting my my, New Year's resolution number one, reassert the right idea of patriotism in America. Insist on it. Say it. Say it to your friends, you know, wherever you are, whoever you're talking to, if they're mocking America, you know, to say, yeah, America is not perfect. We have problems we need to try to fix. Great. Right. We all agree. 
but to mock the idea of America, to want to. Nearly 20% of liberals want to live in another country. Frankly, if that's how they feel, they ought to go. Just go. But the people who understand this country is we're all in this experiment for liberty in this country. The experiment that America still is unfolding, which is that we the people are the holders of the power. We the people formed this country. We create this country. We form our government. That is a still unfolding experiment. And we need everybody on the same page understanding that this is the most precious, important idea that ever formed a country on this planet. We need to claim America's exceptional nature, just refuse to indulge the idiocy, the ignorance, the arrogance that mocks idea the idea of America and thinks there's something better out there in some other country. The world needs America to be the example, the highest, best example of a country founded on the liberty and freedom of the individual and all the rights guaranteed in the Bill of Rights. The, the right to freedom of speech and religion and assembly and the right to bear arms, to actually own and possess a gun. All of the rights of the first ten amendments, those things are vital to freedom, and they are part of our country's heritage. They're things we should be proud of. And patriotism, reasserting the right place of patriotism in this country, is, is New Year's resolution number one, the actual job of every patriot candidate, elected official, we'd be so much better off in this country if we could all admit that to each other, to agree that we will we thrive and flourish as a country when we get the right idea of what America is. This is our job as patriots. I'm Debbie Georgias. When I come back, I'm going to tell you New Year's resolution number two. Be right back. nation faces a choice. The path of big government based out of Washington or the unique brand of liberty and prosperity enjoyed here in Texas. For 27 years, the Texas Public Policy Foundation has helped leaders in the Lone Star State prove that fiscal restraint and small government can deliver opportunity and prosperity for all. The Texas Public Policy Foundation promotes and defends solutions here and around the country based on liberty, free enterprise, and personal responsibility. Whether informing the national debate on property rights, energy, taxes, education, or criminal justice, the foundation works to translate ideas into real change. The Texas Public Policy Foundation does not accept government funds or contributions to influence the outcome of its research. It is supported by thousands of people like you who are concerned about the future of our country. You can help Texas remain strong as the beacon of liberty in America. Visit TexasPolicy.com to learn more. If you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men, go to IWF.org. That's the Independent Women's Forum. IWF is all about increasing the number of American women who value free markets and personal liberty. IWF's motto is all issues are women's issues. They bring a fact-based approach to politics, policy, and culture. When the left tried to peddle a phony war on women, IWF shot back with facts and figures. American women aren't victims in need of ever-increasing government protection. And IWF doesn't think things are perfect, but they believe that individual liberty is the key to prosperity and fulfillment. Along with their sister organization, Independent Women's Voice, IWVoice.org, which is a leader in the fight against Obamacare, they offer policy papers, op-eds, and a popular blog on issues of the day. 
So visit IWF at IWF.org. That's IWF.org. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. There's a lot of talk today among media, in academia, in our culture, about everything that is supposedly wrong with America. Political correctness tries to dictate that we must stop thinking that America is exceptional. America's bravest have our back in the air, at sea, and on land. But who has America's back in the culture? In schools, on cable television, in newspapers? It's time to end the greatest prejudice on earth, anti-Americanism. And who makes the case for America? Flag does. Flag is the foundation for liberty and American greatness. Flag has America's back on the cultural battlefield. Flag is a nonprofit battle tank working to change the cultural and media narrative about America. If you think it's time to stand up for America, join the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. Your support of Flag is an investment in the America your children will inherit. Visit their website at flagusa.org and consider donating. All donations are 100% tax deductible. That's flagusa.org. Welcome back. I'm Debbie George Addis. Love, love, love talking to you every week on America Can We Talk. Happy New Year. Be safe out there tonight. Okay, so I'm on my New Year's resolutions for patriots and politicians in 2018. First one was we must re-embrace, redefine, speak up for the right idea of patriotism, which includes a notion of loyalty in your heart to the right idea of America, which, if you get that clear, that's what the flag symbolizes. That, that poll I was telling you that, that liberals are, whatever it was, 20, 30, 30 points less likely than conservatives to say that the flag even matters, that it matters to them. The flag is only a, a fabric you know, on one hand. On the other hand, it's a symbol of America. It's a symbol that repressed people around the world love to see when the Americans are coming to help to save them. So patriotism is the first one. The next one is immigration, and this is a toughie. I know President Trump is going to introduce something uh, along the lines around immigration this year, and I think also the Republicans in Congress say they're going to help. Let's just hope that happens. But on immigration, I want to mention a couple of things about immigration. The policy has changed. This is not going to be a lengthy uh, diatribe or lengthy explanation of the history of immigration policy, but for that, I to go to the website, Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org. Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org. They advertise in this show. Brilliant organization, tons and tons of data. But I think to really fix immigration in our country, we have to start with 
defining the purpose of immigration policy. The purpose of immigration policy is not to assure that every single person who wants to come to America can find a way. It is not to be sure that we have a perfectly ethnically, um, racially balanced uh, group of Americans entering our country as immigrants. It is not about either of those things. Immigration, and by the way, before I get off in the detail of this, America is the most generous country in the world in terms of receiving immigrants. We receive about a million a year come here and become citizens. We have many following the laws of America, still living in their home countries, waiting to come here. Immigration in America, must we must reassert its purpose, which is, of course, we welcome people to our country consistent with the overarching goal of preserving the unique identity of America, the unique culture of liberty in America. For the same reason, we should not bring in 10 million hardened communists to this country because they would change the culture of liberty. We cannot bring in millions of people or even a few people. There's no reason to bring even a few who do not embrace the idea of American-style liberty. Our goal in immigration must be to preserve America's culture of liberty, to preserve the free markets, to preserve, we don't bring people here who don't agree with our system of free markets. We do not bring people of here here who do not wish to assimilate to America's culture. Our goal, and economically, our, our immigration policy must be targeted, must have as its underlying assumption that we try to bring jobs, have jobs in America, jobs available to our young people, we have all sorts of statistics that relate to, uh, to unemployment and um, inner-city poverty in our country and, and poor education that results in young people out of high school or never finish high school in inner-city America and can't find jobs. We have to incorporate that concern into our immigration policy. We need to be focusing on getting young people capable and ready to hold down jobs and then in those in that capacity, we need to be striving to have young people entering the workforce in America and priority given to American citizens to find jobs in America. That does not mean we are xenophobic. The left goes crazy at arguments like this, you know, that, that we're xenophobic, we're hateful, we're some other stupid label they have. When the truth is that preserving America is the job of Americans, preserving the culture of Hard work and, and contributing to, to the American economic system is, the, is a primary goal and must be a primary goal of America's, um, of our immigration policy. So we have preserving our culture, insisting when people come here. I, I know that when people come here to become citizens, they have to learn some kind of um, – uh, they have to learn American history. In fact, some, sometimes online you'll see, could, you know, asking citizens, could you pass the immigration test? You know, they ask questions about various, um, uh, you know, points in history and statements by what year something happened. And I, and I love that people coming here have to learn our history. But even more important, I would like to see the immigration system change to where we restate America's values. And they have to say, understand, these are America's values. If you don't like these, if you, don't, if you believe in socialism or communism, you need to move to Venezuela. You can't come here. 
We need to be saying these are America's ideals. The free market system, capitalism, is born out of the ideas of America that relate to freedom of the individual and the right to pursue your version of happiness. Okay, there was a great quote by um, the uh, Mark Stein, who's a uh, he has a radio show and he, he's fabulous. S T E Y N, he's a great guy. Mark Stein, he said on Tucker Carlson recently, the demographic transformation of the Western world is the biggest story of our time. I'm going to hit that a little later, but he's also talking about Ann Coulter, another conservative pundit who's very, very, um, you know, uh, outspoken. But she's making the point all the other policies we're worried about in this country, you know, taxes and ISIS and, you know, all these issues that we're that we have a defense policy and abortion, even the Ten Commandments. If we don't get immigration policy right. We don't have the ability to have the conversation about anything else because people coming here we're quick to give them voting rights quick to agree they are citizens quick to agree they get to participate in our great experiment in democracy and freedom and if they don't understand what america is we have no business bringing them here and they have no business voting and the immigration policy has to be this strong this stark this absolute you can come to america when you believe in the ideas of america and on that note, I want to mention a couple of things. There's an ongoing controversy, of course, about DACA, the delayed action for childhood arrivals, which was President Obama's completely unconstitutional executive order, in which he basically said, if you he set criteria, if you arrived here at a certain age, your parents brought you here, you didn't know, you know, what you were, uh, that you were being brought to another country, um, that you essentially are protected from being deported. That you won't be deported. You know, you didn't come here. You didn't break the law coming here. You didn't know. Okay, so this is DACA. It's been going on for years. So we have two huge specific issues on immigration. DACA is one. You know, what do we do with this population? They, the estimates of the size of the population range. But we have in the millions of people here under DACA. And we have people here under chain migration, which is a, a system in our country where we take a person who is a citizen here, become a citizen, from some other country, and their status as a citizen means that they can bring not just their spouse, spouse, not just their wife or husband, but an, a whole extended large family of people come to America under chain migration. This needs to be stopped. There is no reason in America that our immigration priority should be to make sure that people who want to become citizens can bring anyone else they want to bring. Our job is to make sure that everyone comes here who comes here under our immigration system meets our standards. But on DACA, let me tell you a couple of things about DACA. You must understand the DACA debate. Um, all these people under DACA amnesty will, of course, then if they get their citizenship, they will bring their own chain migration of people here to America. Their, you know, grandmother and mother and aunt and uncle and cousins and nieces and nephews and grandchildren. So that this is not just the DACA population alone. It's everyone they would bring. So here's a stat to keep you awake at night. Okay. DACA, delayed action for um, childhood arrivals. Um, the population, if we add just those people presently here. Um, no, I'm sorry. The, the dream, this is the act the Democrats drafted, their, their draft of the DREAM Act. Amnesty would bring the, the DACA plus chain migration foreigners would be like adding the number of Americans to population, if we just instantly make them citizens, um, the total number of Americans who are born in four years' time. 
we'd be bringing four years' worth of immigration to America in one fell swoop. Huge, huge, huge chain. And understanding that um, this, this reason for the sympathy about DACA among American leftists is because what they are calculating is these are future Democrat voters. This is not kindness to people who are here, uh, you know, and under the DACA circumstances. This is a pure, raw, ugly political calculation by the American left that people who come here, many of whom get right on government aid, have been receiving government aid, living under the, the benefits, the generosity of America for decades and have no legal right to be here. The reason the Democrats are so wound up to make them dock into citizens is because they see future Democrat voters. You need to understand that and get behind the idea that this, this cannot happen. The Democrats' dream act under DACA cannot happen. Talk about that more after the break. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high, to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. 
Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. Attention Ronald Reagan fans. What is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. And welcome back, and Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's Eve. Drive carefully, have fun, and um, on the other side will be 2018. So, you know, we're talking tonight about my New Year's resolutions uh, for patriots and politicians, and I'm, I'm serious about these. It's a great opportunity, just like in your personal life. People kind of take stock at the end of the year and say, well, you know, I meant to lose weight. I meant to make better habits in my exercise. You know, we Americans, we're at a very, very challenging time in America. We have... A, um, you know, a president who's just President Trump, who's just under daily assault from the Democrat media mob. I mean, the Democrat Party, every Democrat in Washington. We're going to talk there about their reaction to the tax bill in a minute. But, you know, and then we have the Republicans barely helping him. We do have the tax bill got through. That was one thing we got. You know, the Democrats, Republic. I mean, the Democrats had nothing to do with it. the Republicans in the House and the Senate came together. We have a tax bill. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, this is a very challenging time because. If you step back and think about why President Trump was elected, and this is, you know, one thing I uh, thought about so often. In fact, we were out at dinner with some really good friends of ours, my husband and I were recently, and um, the husband commented, uh, we were, I forget, we were naturally talking politics, kind of all we ever talk about, but um, talking politics, and the husband said, you know, they had come out for Donald Trump early on in the primary. I mean, almost as soon as he announced they were Trump people. And they generally vote Republican. But he was saying that, he goes, I don't, you know, I know there are some people who say, well, I want conservative this and conservative that. He said, I don't really think I'm a conservative. I'm just an American. And that was a lot of why Donald Trump won this election, because he didn't fall into the, you know, typical categories that are regularly discussed about Republican versus Democrat or conservative versus liberal. He just reasserted the notion that America is a good country, that America has a rich and good history, that America is full of good people, that America is a country that still everyone around the world in need, being persecuted, uh, you know, has a need to leave their home. People choose America first. And his notion of President Trump and his campaign, looking back on the last decade or so, and just acknowledging that, We do not have a sense in this country 
and have not had for a while of pride in what America is and pride in what it stands for to the world. You know, that people act like it's a trite, old-fashioned thing to say. But we really are, we Americans, we really are the beacon of liberty to the world. We're the example to the world of a country based on giving the power to the people to run the government. We're in a country based on rights. You cannot say in many countries in the world, well, I have freedom of speech. I can criticize the government. I can criticize, you know, a, a powerful person. I can criticize the church. I can criticize an imam or a mosque. You don't have that right in most countries in the world. America is a unique country because of the founding ideas, and Donald Trump won his election because he was standing up again, kind of outside the political norm, just saying America is good. And the American people said, darn right. This is why Donald Trump won. America is a good country, a generous country, a noble country. That's why he won. And so tonight in our New Year's resolutions for America, you know, one I said is reasserting patriotism. And it's not just blind, idiotic loyalty to every single person who has ever served in American government or in every single instant American history. It's the ideas of America which, to which we should owe our highest allegiance. And, I mean, to America, too, the country. But what the America, the country is, is based on those ideas. And so then my second one uh, of the New Year's resolutions for America is about immigration. And, you know, we have had, and, re- and immigration is tied to our refugee policy. And I want to talk about that, too, in this segment. So immigration, the notion that we do not have immigration policy designed to maximize the number of Americans who can come here every year. That is not the point of letting as many people in to become citizens as possible. That's not the goal. The goal is to permit people to come here under the umbrella of or only consistent with the idea of preserving America's culture, liberty, our commitment to freedom of religion, our commitment to freedom of speech, our commitment to a culture based on we, the people having power. We are, we are just, we have to preserve that culture. And if you bring people here of all sorts of backgrounds who do not embrace that idea of America, we're making a mistake in our immigration policy and even in our refugee policy. And that's what I was going to turn to now in this segment, that one of the things that got Donald Trump so much popularity and yet at the same time so much scorn was his notion that we have to decide we are going to do a more serious vetting, a more serious scrutiny given to the beliefs and backgrounds and behaviors and likely behaviors in America of people attempting to come to America, especially those coming from countries with an active Islamic um, strident, strident jihad presence in that country, Islamic um, aggression in that country. And so this idea, and we have in America been bringing people here as refugees because they, some are actually fleeing the violence of Syrian refugees or flying, fleeing violence in our country, other people fleeing ISIS um, from, from other parts, other areas, not part of the world. And we brought them to America because they met our refugee standard, which is different from immigration. Refugee standard is about letting people come here who are truly being persecuted. What President Trump was saying is, you know, before we become Western Europe, before we have, you know, the, the Brussels attack and the Paris attack and the Nice attack 
And they just, just, I mean, there are now dozens of attacks on the native citizens of people in the Western European countries, dozens of attacks committed by Islamic terrorists who entered that country, those various Western European countries, due to the generosity of their refugee programs, due to the generosity of saying, sure, you're repressed, come in, we'll, we'll make a home for you here. And the result, I mean, many, there are probably many peaceful uh, Muslims who've entered Western European countries and do not participate in this violence, but there is growing violence and a growing change in the culture of these Western European countries. Again, Mark Stein had a great piece about this, uh, and it's up on our website, americakemitalk.org. Mark Stein wrote about what's happening in Sweden and how Sweden was all proud of itself for having the first you know, female government, and they think they're very progressive, very advanced, very liberal. They have a growing Islamic population due to their friendliness toward uh, refugees, and the consequence being they have growing crime. They had a Hanukkah celebration. We just finished Hanukkah around the world. A Hanukkah celebration where some Islamic youths were throwing Molotov cocktails in and caused damage to a people celebrating Hanukkah. And a, a notice by the, uh, in various areas, not just in Sweden, but other of the Scandinavian countries, Germany, Austria, France, you know, places where large Islamic populations have entered under refugee programs, where you've ended up with the people, the citizens of the country who built that country, who ans- whose ancestors built that country, are not safe. They're told, in fact, Sweden, what Mark Stein was writing about this week, was how the uh, police in, in this uh, one particular city in Sweden were saying the answer to so much violent attack against women by Islamic youths, by you know, young men who've come to that country, um, who, are, who are not embracing the, the law-abiding Swedish culture. And so there's, there are attacks on women, rapes of women, assaults on women. The answer of the police department is to women, well, don't go out at night or else go out in groups. Instead of saying, we have rule of law in our country and nobody gets to break it. And nobody gets to do this in this country. And the notion that we cannot, that they could not in Western Europe, handle the notion, handle and deal with the reality that they were bringing lots of people into their country whose culture was very different from Western culture. This is what Donald Trump was talking about in the election. This is among the reasons he won, because so many Americans see that you can be loving and not bigoted and not xenophobic and not, you know, close-minded, and even wanting to be a good country to help people in need, but you don't have to let people come to your country who mean you harm. You don't have to let people come to your country who do not want to assimilate into Western civilization, into Western American rule of law country. If you, as an American citizen, are saying, I want to have a vetting of Muslim refugees coming here. I want to be sure they have no ties to terrorism. I want to be sure they understand we in America have one rule of laws for everybody and that we don't have little no-go zones like we have throughout England, France, Germany, all over Western Europe because of a large influx of, of Islamic uh, um, refugees and, and or people, or, or whether you want to call them refugees or just an Islamic invasion, They now have no-go zones in the major cities in Europe where the police can't go in 
the uh, Islamic Sharia law has been established, at least in, in what the people who live there claim. They're saying this is what we do here. And in America, we don't have to make immigration policy or refugee policy with our eyes closed. We don't have to have refugee policy in this country that ignores the reality of what's happening in Western Europe. We don't have to have refugee policy in this country that just says everyone who's fleeing violence gets, or claims to be fleeing violence gets to come here. We have to reshape not just immigration policy around our economy, but refugee policy around the primary goal of keeping Americans safe and insisting anyone who comes here must agree to Western American rule of law standards. In America, we have to take a firm position. There should be more politicians saying it. We have lots of people coming here, but in America, we have no jihad, no sharia, no caliphate. And in fact, you know that I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the show that attack, the most recent attack in New York City, the young man who had who committed that attack, who blew him, you know, he had an explosion at New York at Times Square. He it was involved in a mosque, which is like three miles away, where in that mosque they had just had a few weeks before that a, a, a an imam speaking about the absolute duty of the people there to commit jihad, to kill Jewish people, because, simply because they exist. And so this notion of preserving America's culture, you know, I know the American left tries to say you're being hateful. In fact, they, lately the term that the left has been using is that you're being racist, you're engaging in soft ethnic cleansing if you won't let anyone come here as a refugee who wants to come. And folks, we have to be stronger, better, smarter, more articulate, more protective of the idea of America than to let that thinking, let that language, let that harshness shut down our efforts to keep America safe. Debbie Georgiatis, America Can We Talk, come right back. 